जस्ट इन टाइम Nitin and I were the only two freshers to join the college drama club. Others joined later, but that first session had only two of us newcomers. They asked about our favorite playwrights, and when I mentioned Wilde and Shakespeare, there was a snigger. Somebody threw me a challenge. They'd asked me five questions on each, and if I got even 3 out of 5 right, I'd be accepted. Otherwise, the boot. I was sat down in a chair, towered over by aggressive seniors, and hurled questions at. I had no time to think; just blurted the first thing that came in my head. But it seems I got ten out of ten. Stunned silence, broken by only one round of applause. Nitin. That's how we became friends. He invited me home, said he wanted his mum and sister to meet the girl who cocked a snook at those bullies. Who could resist that? So I went over for Sunday lunch, dressing carefully and carrying flowers. They were all very casual, jeans and tees and Nitin's mum thanked me for the flowers but also invited me to the kitchen to arrange them. So I learned not to pull showy stuff like that again. In the airy kitchen, Nitin's mum checked on the lunch while I self-consciously arranged the flowers. Nitin's sister Sadhana mixed a salad dressing. Nitin cut carrot sticks with obsessive precision. I'd been introduced to the dad who'd immediately fallen asleep again on a recliner. Nitin's mum was a lawyer. Dad and elder brother were doctors. Younger sister, still in school, wanted to be an architect and nitin like me a liberal arts student and not getting rammed day and night for that choice that was impressive auntie and sadhna wanted to know the 10 drama club questions and i had to confess i'd been so intimidated i couldn't remember even one still it was a wonderful feeling new in college new in town no friends and a whole family was adopting me at lunch i asked about the absent elder brother and there was immediate tension i knew i'd put my foot in it and diverted the conversation by exclaiming how like home the dal tasted it didn't not a bit but it was all i could think of at the moment i thought i'd been super subtle But the appreciative glance from Nitin's mum indicated otherwise. Soon I was spending many evenings at Nitin's home where I felt supremely comfortable and welcomed. Often even he wasn't there and it was just Sadhna and me with the parents both working late. One day I found Sadhna seething about someone called Sabi. Hadn't she known what it would be like? Young doctors worked under huge pressure 
very long hours, literally life and death decisions, never enough sleep and not much pay. Surely she'd known all this. She'd spent enough time in the house before she got married, like I was doing now. That made me jump. Nitin and I weren't like that. But Sadhna gave me no chance to explain. She bounced herself around on the sofa, hugging a cushion to her chest and asked me, What do you think? Well, she may not have fully realized what she was getting into and is finding the going tough now, as you say. But she also sounds young and bored. She doesn't seem to be doing any fun stuff, just sitting home, waiting. She's a young bride after all. Can't be so great for her either. But all that's just guesswork since I don't know Sabi or her husband. I hope they'll work it out. She rounded on me in shock. You don't know Sabi? She's Chetan's wife. It was my turn to be shocked now. Chetan, as in your brother, he's married? How was I to know? Now I understood the tension of the first day. I put a tight rein on my tongue. I'd already said enough. But Sadhana was bursting to talk. Her parents had cautioned Sabi, who was a happy homebody, that with Chetan's ridiculous duty hours, she might be better off in the family home. But she'd wanted her own home, which was understandable. And within six months, there was trouble. It might have been earlier, Sadhana mused, but Chetan had only mentioned it to the folks around the six-month mark. Now Sabi had stopped coming here completely and there was tremendous anxiety for them. Her parents, that is Sabi's, had suggested she get pregnant as a baby would keep her both busy and happy. But Chetan had put his foot down, saying he needed to be confident she was in the marriage for good before they brought a baby into the equation. He said it wasn't fair to dump such a burden on an unborn child. Well, I thought, that's certainly a responsible attitude to the child. But he had some responsibility to his wife too. She couldn't do all the adjusting forever just because he was a hot-shot doctor. He should adjust too. And she should accept what he could do given his circumstances. Meet halfway. That was what marriage should be about. My textbook psychology was strictly puritanical. Incidentally, I wasn't even remotely attracted to Nitin in that way. And truth be told, I had not seen any sign that he was to me either. We were just friends. Ugh, that sounded ominously cliched, even to me. Was I misreading him? Did the whole family feel we were an item? I started observing him covertly. Sometimes I was convinced there was nothing. Sometimes I thought I saw something. I was utterly confused. I decided to stop going over and did stay away a few days at a time. But either Sadhana or Auntie would phone and I'd be back. I got a call from Nitin one morning saying his mum specially wanted me to come over because Chetan and Sabi were coming for Sunday lunch and I could finally meet them. I knew Chetan dropped in often, but always at odd hours, so I'd never met him. And Sabi had been registering a mark of protest by not coming over. So this was a big deal. I tried wriggling out, saying it was a family event, but both he and his mum were adamant. So I went. 
I was in the kitchen helping auntie as usual when the doorbell rang. Chetan came in to hug his mum and inform her Sabi was on her way. He had such a gorgeous voice. It vibrated deep inside me. He said hello and that he'd heard a lot about me and I said likewise. We each made a funny face and laughed and something instantly caught fire. It sizzled through me like a taser bolt. My God, I was madly attracted to him. The unruly hair, that languid posture and oh, those long sensitive fingers. I lowered my head and tried to control myself but I'd already seen the want jump into his tired eyes too. It wasn't just one way. I'd never felt this crazy longing for any man before and it was euphoric. But it was also terrifying. I loved this family and they'd been good to me. And he was already married. I didn't see myself as a marriage breaker. But I was just ripped to shreds inside. So I made some excuse and rushed to the loo. Behaving like a lovesick teenager, I scolded myself. But for once in my life, words were not enough. A grand passion raged inside me and would not be controlled. I looked in the mirror and discovered I was crying. I washed my face, trying to cool it down. But how could I cool my burning heart? I mopped up as best I could and went back to the kitchen. But auntie waved me away. Go and chat with the others. There's nothing more to do here. Sadhana and Nitin were arguing about something. Uncle was asleep in his recliner. That left the one person I wanted to avoid. Our eyes seared into each other across the room. It was absolute madness. I was almost in tears again when auntie came in saying Sabi be here any minute and so she was serving lunch. She was highly attuned to her family and instinctively sensed what was going on. I watched her shoulders droop and her chest gave in. She knew this was a much bigger problem than before. I shot out of my seat. I'm not feeling well, auntie. I'll come again another day. Say hello to Sabi from me. And I fled. He followed me to the door. Two doctors in the house, he said, smiling ruefully and tilting his head, causing my insides to turn alarming flips. Damn, I'd chosen the stupidest excuse. I must go, I muttered. I could just feel myself weakening, and a few seconds longer and I'd have stayed, unable to resist. But I heard the rumble of the lift coming up, and in sheer terror, I wrenched open the front door and fled down the stairs. As I tumbled down them, I heard him say in his achingly beautiful voice, Hey Sabs, just in time. <laughs>